Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right, this time we're going to live on, uh, we're going to talk about live on. We're going to talk about no. Let's hope we're not living on our topic. Yeah, yeah let's hope not. No regrets. That was from, uh, what was that movie called? We're the Millers. We are the Millers. We're the Millers. We're the Millers. That was a funny movie. Yeah, the dude, uh, the dude has a tattoo on his chest and it literally says no regrets. Really? Yeah. Not even one letter? Not even one letter. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. So, I mean, funny topic, but uh, but it's true. I mean, have you ever looked back and wish you had made another choice? Like, dang, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have seen that. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish I could have. I think a lot of people look back on it, and it's actually funny. We were talking last night about the uh, infinite universe theory. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where there are infinite universes and there's, you know, one universe where you actually made that choice. Yeah. That you look back on today and uh, wish that you had. Well, in another universe, you did. So maybe in that universe, you're looking back and wishing you hadn't. Right? (laughs) You never know. (laughs) Grass is always greener. Right? It's true. It's true. I mean, but but it really comes down to... I mean, we're going to we're going to give a bunch of different examples on things that, you know, are specific to us, things that are kind of in general. But ultimately, I mean, the goal here is to, you know, look back at these examples that we're going to give and and find the root cause to why we have regrets in our lives and what we can do about those choices that we've made in the past. So let's dive into the uh, first one on our list here. We have education. Well, really quick, I'm just going to make sure that we kind of preface this all right we we did uh put a lot of topics into this one so this one might go a little bit long it could just it to could. let people know um and i i guess i just want to kind of go over the different things that we're going to talk about uh so one is education two is investments relationships purchases uh diet body and mental health uh the root causes of regret and our learning experiences all right so we're so, gonna hit these topics and we'll see how long it takes i mean sometimes it's quick to talk about the certain regrets that we've made you know the certain things that we regret doing or choices we regret making but uh we'll, we'll see if we go through these topics and see how we see how it goes we'll see we'll see all right so all right. starting off with education. education all right so uh personally uh i went to san diego state and uh, in the midst of our PC Cruiser time, when uh, I thought I was a, a pretty much a badass and I was going to be the best, the next uh, Bill Gates in business, I uh, dropped out of school, you know? Yeah, and I, I remember feeling like we were going to be the next Bill Gates and telling, uh, what was her name, over at Titlow Insurance? Uh, Lisa, over at Lisa. Titlow Insurance, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be millionaires by the time we're... You know. Yeah, <laughs> not even really having a clue as to what that really meant. You no, know not I mean? even a clue. Not a clue. Not a goal in mind. Just we're doing it. That's it. We're gonna get there. You know, and, that, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, having that kind of ambition, but you know, it didn't get there because we didn't have any type of goal or pathway to get there. We just kind of said, "Yeah, that's what we're doing." <laughs> that's it. You know, so so dropping out of college was probably one of my regrets. Right. I mean, it not not so much that I dropped out is that I could have decided to have uh, some sort of goal while I was there to better my situation that I was in then. 
Right. Right. And that's what I should have done, you know, looking back in hindsight, especially because I was paying for college at like six hundred and sixty six dollars or it was something like that, like less than seven hundred bucks a semester. Like I should have just at university. Yeah. At the university oh, man. Back then. It was cheap. But today it's that's a not lot bad more expensive. Yeah. Right? That's really not bad at all. <laughs> no, man. Wow. Compared to the cost of education today, now that when I went back. So know, here's here's my question. Why why do you regret that, though? I only regret it because I could have had a degree done at the time. Okay. Right? I could have I could have gotten my accounting degree. I could have looked into the business and be like, oh, I don't even know what these numbers mean. I don't even know. We're not keeping track of anything. Why should I? You know, and instead of, instead of identifying the problem and then fixing it mm-hmm. by learning about it, you know, we kind of just threw money at it and said, I had to go away. <laughs> right. So uh, you ended up getting your degree instead of from SDSU from National University. Right. Even though right. I finished all my undergraduate classwork while I was at San Diego State. Okay. So, so all I, your undergrad stuff was done there. Right. And then your main... But I finished my stuff at, at National. At National. Do you feel like there's a, um, I don't know... Uh, a higher level of preference put on an SDSU. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's a there's a big preference between like a CSU or UC, you know, different university versus like a like a national or a Phoenix. But I really think it comes down to the the student themselves. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't matter whether I had a San Diego uh, State degree that said accounting on it because then I didn't really care as right. much. So I didn't put as much. I in other words, I would do what I needed to do to get the A. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily learn what I needed to learn to apply it, and to me that was a huge difference. Like I, I got more of an education, um, you know, losing PC cruisers and and uh, going to school at National because at that point I wanted to be a student with a purpose. Right. So so you know that that part of it there's no regrets in in having a purpose for education, but you know, getting it done early probably would have helped a lot. In other words, maybe changing, changing my mindset at the time to like, you can use this, you know, tap on my shoulder, you know, Hey, 21 year old punk kid. Like <laughs> you could probably use this a little yeah, later. You yeah. Know? Then. So, so that's my rag rat number one for education. All right. Well, uh, I have somebody else who rag rats not going to Boston university after she was accepted there. So, um, it's, was pretty uh well gosh i i can't think of the word prestigious right yeah it is boston university boston university is a prestigious school yeah and to get accepted there is kind of a big deal yeah it is right so um this is nessa mm-hmm. you know she got accepted and she was too afraid to go you know it, it it's it's scary. scary. oh it yeah scary i mean you're going uh, across the country uh-huh right and you know no one Right. You are taking a gamble and trying to go out there. And it's not only the go to class and do your homework. Now you also got to have a place to live. You also got to take care of yourself. You also got to, you know, maybe even work because that first year tuition out of state is super expensive. Yep. I mean, all these things are piled up. Yeah. Oh, no. It it would would scare the crap out of me, too. And, you know, so she got accepted, but then she didn't end up going and a lot of the times she does look back and say, damn, I wish I had gone. Right. And, you know, there's something to be said about having a regret. I mean, if she would have went and found out that that wasn't for her, at least she would have went and found out that that wasn't for her. Right. The fact that you <laughs> didn't go, that I think that is one of the biggest things that people look back on. I wish I would have. 
Right. Right. If you took a chance on it, if that's something you wanted to do and you took a chance on it and you failed at it, it's different than if you had a chance and didn't take it. Cause now you don't know if you would have failed at it, you know? And that makes it, that makes a big difference. That, that would really bug me too, you know? Yep. yep. <laughs> and that, that, that kind of brings up the next one that we were talking about too is, is when we started investing in real estate, why didn't I get a license? Why didn't I get my real estate license then? Right. You know, like, and, and that's one of those things where I look back, I'm like, dang, like I, the opportunity was there and I didn't do it. It's nowhere near as prestigious as Boston University. Is. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's something else Yeah, by, by every stretch, but For sure, but it's kind of the same premise is, is you could have, and you knew you could have, but you didn't. What could have come of that choice? Right. Maybe in the other universe, you know. In the alternate universe. In the alternate alternate universe, um, you know, she's a prestigious scholar at at the university where she graduated from, you know, or uh, maybe in another universe we got our real estate license and we're doing this nationally syndicated podcast via TV, YouTube with the uh, years of real estate experience under our belt, coaching and thousands Robert of Robert Kiyosaki and uh, we're buddies with Dave them, Ramsey. Right? We're buddies with them. They're golfing <laughs> Grant buddies. Cordone. Yeah, yeah they're all our golfing buddies. So you don't know, you know, <laughs> it, or I could have got our license and we still would have been in the same spot today. Who knows, right? Who knows? But it's the fact that we didn't do it. Then you look back and you're like, hmm, what would it have been like? Right. And that kind of leads into the next one, which is, you know, investments, right? I mean, we knew early on, we started early. So it's not that we didn't start early, but we had a, we, we didn't have a strategy, number one. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people who start investing and do put money into the 401k or something like that, and something life happens and they take it out, you know, and they, it's not always the. I didn't start early is I didn't stick to the strategy. I right. didn't stick to the plan. Yep. Time is your greatest asset when you invest a little bit at a time. And when you look back, you know, when you're 30, you look back and like, Oh, I should have started. No way. Well, well, I still got time. And you look back at 40. You're like, dang, I really should have started then. It's okay. I got time. You look back at 50. I really should have kept to the strategy. It's you know what so I mean? Funny. It's fun so funny though, that, that you're saying this, um, I'm just thinking about the class that I took for financial planning uh, in, in during my college, uh, and the professor at the time, Professor Michael Allen, Mr. Michael Allen, oh, I cool that guy. guy, yeah, he was cool. Um, talked about the number one enemy of any financial plan: procrastination. Absolutely. Procrastination hurts at every level of every skill of every profession. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Number one, though, for, for financial planning is procrastination. If you're not putting that money, if you're not starting early, the later you start, the less time you have for your money to work for you. Right. So, I mean, you have to have that money. You have to have that disciplined savings, um, especially when you have those fewer responsibilities. I mean, when you're 20, 21 years old, it's just you. So had you been able to, you know, dig deep understand the importance of where you're going to be later down the road and dump dollars into these, whatever investment it is so mm -hmm. that it starts building interest for you. If you had stuck to that strategy young, right? You are in a much better position as you're older. And that's, you, you got to remember that's just us, right? It's not everybody who's listening because some people, by the time they're 21, they're married and have kids. That's absolutely true. You know, that's I true. mean, then, then maybe that's exactly what they wanted. So you got to think about these things. And even at that age, Whatever your responsi responsibilities are, right, you got to think about 
the future, the long-term future, start making those investments early, start paying yourself, putting away that 10% and make sure that you are setting yourself self up for, uh, you know, the ability to retire. You got to think about the future, Jack. Got to think about <laughs> the future, Jack. All right. So, I mean, your favorite villain, my favorite villain. So, uh, Joker. So anyways, we got the investments, right? So, um, make sure you, you set yourself with, up with a budget, especially if you're young and, and set yourself up with a disciplined plan. You don't want to look back and have that regret, right? Dang, I wasted that much time. Right. I had that money put away. I can't believe that this came up. I wish I would have, I could have, I should have. So investments, set your budget, get a disciplined saving strategy and stick to the pre- the plan. Stick to the strategy. That's the hardest part. That's the hardest part. That is the hardest part. Right, let's move on to our next ragret. Maybe we should have started with this one. Oh, relationships? Yeah, relationships. Nah, I think it kind of fits here because, I mean, you, you, if you're thinking about the where they're at in their relationship, right? You're 20, 21 years old. We're sticking to this plan. You meet who you think is the one forever, and you date, you fall in love, and uh, then it's not forever. And then you find the next one, and you think she's the one or he's the one, and <laughs> it's forever, and it doesn't work out. You know, in some relationships... I mean, they might be that way for years, you know, and and you, you do build a life within that time frame with that person. Right. And, and then things go separate. And those could put real dampers, uh, you know, financially speaking, but also emotionally speaking. You know, I mean, you could you could really be out of the game and not trust and trust another individual for quite some time. You know, yep. Things things do change. So but but what are the things in, in a relationship? What do people regret? You know, and one of the things is. I should have asked that person out. I should have. I should have. I should have. Or I never should have asked that person out. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst 10 years of my life. Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> should never have bought her that drink. I never should have bought her that drink. Right? <laughs> but you don't You don't know. And, and, you know, the other thing is even in failed relationships, they're just as good as the successful ones because you experience things. You figure out, you know, that's the whole thing about dating is mm-hmm. you figure out what you want in a person and what you don't want in a person, you know? And, and do we regret it because we lost some time? Yeah, but you gain some experience. Yep. Even relationship dating is is very much, very similar to uh, to financial planning, right? You you still need to dedicate the time. You still need to have the commitment level for it to work. Otherwise, it's just not going to work out, right? Right. You know, it's, should I got married? Maybe I didn't get married. You know, I and the hardest thing about, about marriage, especially because of the way we grew up, where we have a mom and dad who've been married for so long. We had grandma and grandpa married for so long yep, on yep. both sides. It's just very highly valued. Um, it, it's a different time that we live in, and I'm not trying to diminish marriage at all. But I am saying that every 10 years, I feel like we are different individuals. We have different priorities. We have different goals. We've matured at a certain level. We've had certain experiences, and I think every ten years we're just a little bit different. In my twenties, that makes sense. In my twenties, was I was a different person in my twenties than I am in my thirties, and I'm sure when I hit my forties, it's going to be a whole different era. And yep. sometimes you grow together, and sometimes you grow apart, and so, and sometimes you grow back together again. You mm-hmm. never know what's going to happen in the future, right? But uh, but relationships is one of those big regrets, and when you do go through through major separations. It could have some financial implications. You could have 
you know, assets that you need to separate or retirement savings that you need to split up or alimony or child support or different things that happen in life during that, you know, that time that you were together that you still need to reconcile. And it takes, it's going to take a little bit more of an effort if you have made a, uh, quote unquote regret. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, you know, relationships are a tough one. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, one of the things that you were talking about was those shared expenses. You know, if you bought a house together, buy cars together, buy RVs together, whatever it is. And, you know, it's definitely something that uh, comes up later on if uh, if that doesn't work out. And it, it could last longer than the relationship did. I mean, you signed a contract for however many years for that car, that house, that boat, that whatever that you guys bought together. And, you know, it could, you know, whoever ends up with it might might have a burden for a while. So, you know, be cautious of of what you get into. But then again, sometimes the heart wants to do what the heart wants to do. That's right. Right. I know that pretty well. Part of a part of part of life, I guess, you know, wearing your heart on your sleeve. All right. How about purchases? These are a little short term. It kind of leads into the relationship thing. So we talked a little bit about from it. It leads from it. So we talked about the uh Cars, houses, stuff. Um, but for this, I'm talking more like buyer's remorse, right? Uh, I mean, we kind of did this, Rosa and I, just this week, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we're pretty close to the end of the, the house construction here. You know, mm-hmm. everything's done. We need blinds in the house. So we had a quote. A uh, lady come out and give us a quote. And we're like, all right, you know, that fits within our budget. Let's do it. And then, you know, next day after she leaves, we're like, well, maybe we shouldn't be paying that much for blinds. <laughs> so we send in, you know, the cancellation form. But that's that's a form of buyer's remorse, right? Yep. You, you, you go in, you set yourself a budget, and then you sit down and you, you know, get it all done. And then you realize, well, maybe my budget for that shouldn't be that high. I should change that a little mm-hmm. bit. And, you know, that's... It could have been it, it could have been that we didn't cancel and everything comes in and it looks great and you know it costs what it costs and we'd have been fine but um, but you could be looking back like man I could have saved myself a couple grand there you know if I right. would have just went you know X Y Z or got more quotes or whatever and so you, you know had just taken a little bit more time yeah on making that decision on making that decision but that's know? something that you know for what it's worth that lady that helped you guys with that she did her job really well. Closing the sale. She did close the sale. She closed right. that sale, and she did a great job. And most people, when they have the buyer's remorse, they may or may not take action on it. Right, right. You know, so. Well, the buyer's remorse usually comes in after they've taken action, right? So you go to the dealership, you buy that new car, and then the next new day. New Harley. Yeah, and then the next day you're riding in, and you're like, this is awesome. Damn. I'm what did I just do? What did I just do? Right? <laughs> <laughs> or you buy that house, and everything's cool, and so that first mortgage payment comes in, and you're like, Okay, well that uh, that really does hurt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know. Yep. So so the buyer's remorse usually comes in after the action. Right. Well, what about you? What you I meant any- what I meant by, you know, people taking action on the buyer's remorse is you can have the buyer's remorse and sometimes you'll actually go and cancel the contract or, you know. Yes, yes. Uh very few places allow it, but you know, you go and you take back the car. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever it is. Um but most people will just, you know, okay, this sucks, it hurts, but hey, I'm in this already, so right. too late. Too late. Yeah, yep. yeah, that that is definitely a mentality. I have that mentality from time to time because yeah. I just like to get things done, you know? I'm like, <laughs> on to the next thing. Perfect is the enemy of done. Perfect is the enemy of done, absolutely. Yep, so why do, people's ha- why do people wind up with buyer's remorse? Because they're not sticking to a budget. 
Right? Oftentimes it's because they're not sticking to a budget. Oftentimes they don't know what they're going into. Like they don't know. I'm going to buy a car. Um, I can only spend X amount of dollars per month. I'm only going to pay this much uh, for the entire vehicle. And, and, and I can only finance it for five years. Yep. Right. But then you walk in, you pay more for the car, you upgrade to this. Mm -hmm. um, it's a 10 year loan instead of a five year loan. So it meets your monthly payment, but right. you paid almost, you know, one and a half times the value of the car. So you got to really have a budget and stick to your budget um, when you're going to go in and make purchases. Right. You know, otherwise you will suffer from that buyer's remorse. And it could be something as little as, you know, yeah, I shouldn't have paid a hundred bucks for that sweater. That was dumb. Right. Or it could be more long term, which is kind of the situation that I put myself into. So, you know, the budget thing is really important. So there's one thing about about knowing what your budget is and going in there with a plan like I'm not going to pay more than, you know, three hundred dollars a month or whatever mm -hmm. it is for uh, for this new car or whatever. Um, and then there's another thing of looking at your budget and saying, well, how much can I actually afford? Right? How That's how a, thin can I stretch myself here? That is a bad strategy. That is a terrible strategy, and that unfortunately is a strategy that uh, I found myself. That's that's the situation I found myself in um, while trying to what I thought was fixing a problem. So we had a little Fiat, mm -hmm. Vanessa and I. We had a little Fiat, and the depreciation on that vehicle was Severe. insane. I mean, we bought it for like fourteen grand, and a year later, the thing was worth like eight. Yeah. Right. So it was just really, really quickly depreciating, uh, and you know, of course, we were way upside down on that loan. So at the time, you know, there was a lot of uh, a lot of things happening. Vanessa was staying in Europe for three months, and I was like, well, I don't want to be riding around in this little Harley, so I made this an emotional, fiat. I'm sorry, this little Fiat, so I made an emotional decision, uh, stretching my my budget to see how far it could go to buy an asset, or I'm sorry, to buy a, a vehicle that wouldn't depreciate as quickly. Yeah. So I was like, okay, a Harley, that's a good idea. Sounds like you rationalized with yourself. I definitely did. Because you didn't, you didn't break the, you didn't, uh, you didn't stretch that budget. You damn near broke the thing off. Yeah, I stretched it. I definitely <laughs> stretched it. You know, I was already making a payment of about $300 a month on the Fiat. I was like, okay, as long as I can get close to that. Yeah. I went up to 400 and I was like, eh, that's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of, you know, and I've, I've done this a few times and it's put me in, in a pretty deep hole and I am, you know, fighting to, to dig myself out of it now, trying to put a lot of the things that we've been talking about back into practice um, that I haven't been doing as well over the past few years. Um, but, you know, I get a chance to start over. It's never too late, but procrastination is procrastination is the enemy of successful financial planning. Absolutely is. And speaking of, you know, I mean, not just going into financial planning, I mean, procrastination is something that we suffer in our normal day-to-day -day lives. Like I remember when I was, you know, in high school, most of us in high school were probably in one of the best shapes that we were in our lives. Oh yeah. I, I mean, mean we were young. Our metabolism was high. We, yep. uh, we were constantly walking from here to there because we didn't have vehicles or no riding cars, our bikes, yeah. yep. right? Yep. So there was a or lot rollerblading. of rollerblading. There was a lot of stuff that we were doing. And um, maybe we had not so good habits at the time, you know, as, as far as like what we ate. But we were burning off so much energy, it didn't really matter right. as much, you know. But uh, as we got a little bit older, and everybody warns you, 
everybody warns you, right? I mean, <laughs> we all we all were warned that as you get older, your metabolism slows down. You, yep. need to, you need to check yourself a little bit. But, you know, sometimes I still like my burgers. Of course. Right? And, you know, sometimes I want to eat that pizza. You and know? Sometimes and, we sit down, we, we eat an entire package of Chips Ahoy cookies in a night. And then, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't feel great coming out the next morning, but hey. <laughs> you no, know, whatever it is, whatever it is, it's just. But we start procrastinating on, on our own habits, right? So all of a sudden, we're not walking as much. All of a sudden, we're not riding our bike as much. All of a sudden, we're not we're eating more things that are bad because, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? I got a little more money. I can buy it now, Man, right? You remember four years ago when we were waking up and running six miles a day? It was awesome. Yeah. At least physically. I was yeah. doing really, really how many, well. How many miles are you running nowadays? Now? About three. About three? Yeah. yeah it's pretty good. I'm, it's pretty good. I'm somewhere around two, yeah. you know? But uh, but then do the walk too, and I got the pool, so I do some swimming after too. There you later go. In, with, with Liam, but you know, so I'll I'll get in a better. But it doesn't. But see, it's you know, a lot of people look at working out as a major thing, right? But when it comes to being healthy, it's not really. I mean, eighty percent of your health comes from your diet, right? You know, and 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 you gotta. You know, I saw this video with Will Smith, and I love I love some of these videos that he has, and he's talking about how when you have that food and you're and you're gonna eat something that's not good for you right it's usually because you're you're eating it on an emotional level mm-hmm. it's gonna make you feel something but it's not gonna help you health wise okay right and that it's and we kind of label that growing up as comfort foods right okay you yeah. don't need the coca-cola or the beer sure you like the coca-cola and the love beer. the beer and love the beer <laughs> <laughs> right you don't you don't need you know the cookies don't make you feel good physically yeah they feed something else right and, right and we're always giving up some of that mindset some of that uh some of that emotional feel when we eat then we versus how our body's gonna take it you know right. and that's and, and, and but that's okay we all have our own level of what we think is comfortable Right. Correct. And it's accepting who we are and how we look and how we're comfortable with ourselves. Mm-hmm. So there's limitations on that, too. But I mean, I'm never going to be a supermodel. Right. I'm right. not going to have that kind of physique because it takes a lot more work than I'm willing to put in. Right. 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 But I'm comfortable with me. Yep. Right. And that kind of kind of comes into our uh, diet culture and beauty myth. Right. I'm sure you right. got a little more to say about that one. Definitely. I mean, you know, there's there's one thing about. About, you know, trying to maintain a certain look, right? And that's, you know, just everything that society tells us, hey, this is how you're supposed to look and everything that, that you see in magazines and movies and everything like that. And it really, it, it affects and destroys young young girls, especially, right? So on the one hand, what we're talking about is eating the things that are good for your body on a health level, right? right. But part of health is also mental health. Right. right. So if you are having trouble with your weight and everything like that, you know, I do invite you to uh, what is it to reject diet culture and the beauty myth and just understand that you're beautiful in your body, whatever it looks like, and just feel healthy, be mentally healthy. And, you know, even if it's not doing, you know, whatever it takes to lose a ton of weight, you don't have to lose weight to be healthy. Right. Right. I mean, we do come in all shapes and sizes, but procrastinating on your health can have a detrimental uh, effect on your life span. 
Right. So it, I mean, whether or not you, like I said, you're not. If you don't want to, if you are trying to be a supermodel, understand that that takes more than just than just you know not eating cookies. You you need to cut out a grip. You need to actually yeah, pretty stick much to a everything diet except for like spinach. Right. And and work out like eight hours a day. You know. Right. And and, and I'm not saying you. If you if you were really after that, you can get there. Right. But it's okay if you're not after that and you don't want to get there. That you is, don't have to get you there. You don't have to get there. It's it is about keeping your body healthy and yes. you know, keeping your, your arteries clean, you yes. know, keeping your blood blood pressure down, um, you know, keeping your, your heart beating, you know, I mean all of these things, these are these are actual things to, you know, survive. Right. And and you we only have one body, we only have one life at, you know, as far as we know. <laughs> right? We <laughs> only have one body know. and one life in this world and you know, you need to take care of it. Right? And yep. and if if you're if you come to grips with the fact that what you're doing isn't working, then you've come to grips with the fact that you're shortening your lifespan. And as long as we understand and make that that, you know, connection, mm-hmm. then whatever bar you set for yourself, that's the bar you set for yourself. And that's okay. That's all right. And that's okay. Like grandpa, Sit for example, bar. right? Grandpa had a heart attack when he was young. Yep. Like maybe like in his uh, like late fifties, late fifties, yeah. early sixties, maybe. Late, yeah. But grandpa didn't give up his red meat because he, he sure loved didn't. him his steak and he knew that it's going to kill him. <laughs> but, but he wasn't about to give that but up. But he wasn't about to give that up. And I can, you know, and I can 100% respect that. Yep. So uh, let, take, take mom on the other hand, uh, diagnosed relatively young, uh, mid thirties. I think yeah, she was probably diabetes. about our age. Yeah. Now, that our age it, now, right? wow. Diagnosed with diabetes. Diagnosed with diabetes. Changed her entire diet. Changed all of her habits. I remember, she you flipped know, flipped the switch. Flipped that switch. I mean, yeah. everything went sugar free. She was taking, you know, that mile and a half walk down uh, to to the beach when yeah. we were living in IB at the time. I mean, she made all the right changes, and nowadays her her sugar's under control. And mom's not supermodel status by any means. She doesn't no. dedicate hours upon hours on working out, nor no. does she have like the most, you know, steadfast, you know, diet either. Right. But she does take care of herself now. Yep. And she's she makes conscious healthy about the eating choices. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So that's all we're saying is make good choices for you and your body. For you and your body and prolong your life. Prolong your life. You know, yeah. So, I mean, that kind of brings us to, like, uh, the root causes of regret, right? Why why do people regret things? And I put a little funny one here at the beginning. We regret things because of Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> they came along and gave us the ability to binge. And oh there go God. all the hours, right? That's it. That's, That's it. it, dude. Wake up in the morning. I did this this morning. I it was It's today's Sunday. Yeah. And so I didn't necessarily have anywhere to be early in the morning and that felt great because i haven't i feel like i haven't had that in a couple of weeks yeah um so i got up and katie's still laying next to me she's such a good dog she don't need to be taken out at least for another couple of hours turn on the tv and i caught up to where you are on shameless see and watch and, those first two episodes yeah but could you have been doing something could you have gotten some work done could you have worked out work done? i could have gone down to the healthy, gym there's a lot know? of things that we could have done could have done but instead we're feeding our soul right that's right. So and, and it felt good to lay there and not do anything for a couple right. of hours. So one cause of regret, Netflix, which gives us the cause of B, which is more of a legit one, which is we waste time. Right. That's right. We sp- and, and, and I can't say waste time. We spend time differently. Mm-hmm. We spend time sleeping in. We spend time doing nothing. Right. We spend time 
doing things that we would prefer to do than the things that we have to do. And when we do that, when we when we spend time uh, doing the things that we prefer to do versus what we have to do, it's one of the root cro- causes of regret. We never regret wasting the time. We just regret right. what we could have done during that time. Unfortunately, we unfortunately we only have a finite amount of time. Right. One day you will die. Yeah. And if you didn't do everything you wanted to do in your life when that day comes, too bad. Too bad. It's over. So, you know, we definitely have to look at ourselves and be real with ourselves. And you know what? Sometimes it's worth it to sleep in. You got to recharge the battery. You, you got to recharge that you know, battery. And that's, that's one of the things we have on our list is being lazy. You know, I mean, there's different levels of lazy. Lazy all the time is not good. Right. Lazy every once in a long while is needed. You it need is. that ability to recharge the battery. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we grew up in the Seventh-day Adventist church. And what is the seventh day? It's the Sabbath day. It's the day of rest. It's the day of rest, right? So we're taught, you know, if we were taught in, the, in our young age, you know, that the seventh day is the day of rest. That's the day that you recharge God himself needed a day of rest and that's why everybody else does so you take that seventh day and you relax and you relax you don't work on that recharge so lazy for the sake of laziness absolutely not not so not so great laziness because you need to recharge and be ready for the following week absolutely cool do it catch up all right uh you know another another reason for one of the root causes of regret is you lack a a real goal you know and a real goal uh to me is is not just something that you're thinking about doing not just something you've written down but something that actually has an action plan that you're putting into action Mm -hmm. if you have a goal without an action plan that's that's a dream right right that's that's a hope that's a wish goal without action is just a dream i mean and if you're trying and if you're just wishing that's the I mean think about what regret was it was I wish I could have <laughs> right I, I wish f- I should have I wish that's because you had goals with no real action plans those were wishes those yep. were dreams they'd never come to fruition yep one friend that I was uh, pretty close with he used to talk all the time and one thing that she always used to say was I wish this I wish that I wish this I wish that and I told her one time I was like you know I don't use that language there are a couple of things that are not in my vocabulary. One is I can't. Two is I don't know. Three is I wish. Right. Those right. are th- those phrases are just not in my vocabulary. And if I do utter them, I immediately think back and like, okay, wait, how can I change this so how that I'm not? I? <laughs> how yeah. can I? Right. I don't know, but I can find out. Right. I don't how know yet. I don't know yet. Uh, where can I find this information? Right. You know, et cetera, and so on. And I wish it's just like, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Yeah. Right. Well, everybody has wishes and dreams. That's what happens when we sleep. Right? <laughs> so nice. that's not going to go away. That's right. not going to go away. But it's not something that you're consciously talking about. Right? You have to have a goal. You have to have an action plan. And if you don't have an action plan, then sit down Take your real your your hopes and dreams and write down how you're gonna get there and start taking action. Start moving towards it every day, just a little bit every day. I'm looking forward to uh, the podcast that we have planned on uh, on goals on on planning for goals. What are we? Oh, yeah. I have a couple different uh, couple topics, of different ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that one's gonna be a cool one. 
Yeah. Definitely. Uh, you don't plan to fail. You fail to plan. So look forward for that one. People. Yeah. All right. So uh, those were the root causes of regret. We said Netflix, wasting time and money, uh, being lazy and not having a real goal, which, uh, which incurs an action plan. Now, unfortunately, things don't always go the way we plan. Right. We do have some regrets in our life. It's just part of being human. Right. So what do we got to do with these regrets? You learn from them. You got to learn from them. And you can't you can't dwell on them. Can't dwell on them. No. I mean, do we definitely learn from them? Yeah. I mean, is is there a time you're going to say, I wish I could have. I wish I should have. Of course, there are because you've made mistakes in life. The key is to. Stop living in the past and look towards the future. What did Master Shifu say in King and uh, Kung Fu Panda? Uh, oh, Master Shingfu. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Shifu. It was the turtle Shifu? guy. Uh, what did he say? The 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 present is a gift. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I don't forgot uh, what the uh, line. <laughs> now is a gift. That's why they call it the present. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, there or you go. Present. Something like yeah, that. Something now like is that, a gift. Yeah. That's why they call it the present. Today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. Right. So I mean, start with today, and look forward. Right. Those are those are you. You are where you are today because of your experiences, because of the good choices you've made, as well as the bad choices you've made. Right now, you can start from today every day. It's like, you know, tomorrow, the sun will rise tomorrow. The sun will rise. And that's like a reset button every day. Every day is a reset button. You can make a change and you can start doing things differently or another cliche. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Today's <laughs> that great day. <laughs> Uh, no, no, it's just, just some old cliche. Uh, I, don't, right. I don't know where it came I from. love cliches. Yeah. I'm a walking cliche. <laughs> walking contradiction. That's exactly. Green Day. That is, that is Green Day. <laughs> All right. So, uh, stop living in the past, look towards the future and start working towards the future. The other one and is just, just on, on a personal note there, you know, I talked about some of the bad decisions, bad financial decisions that I've made in this hole that I'm in. And, you know, I'm in, I'm telling myself the same thing, you know, today I get to make a new decision today i can change uh you know my past habits and start new ones right you know and i'm in i'm in a financial hole today and i'm trying to dig myself out of it there is no try do or do not um and i am digging myself out of it you know and i will get there but it's just it's a day-to-day decision for people who are addicts it's a day-to-day decision you know and it's it never stops. It never you know, stops. If people who have gone to those meetings, they are always addicts. You're becoming introspective. You're becoming self-aware. You understand that you're in a hole. So you're, yes. you're, you got to stop digging and work your way out of the hole. That's right. I mean, and that does, like you said, that does take introspection. That does take self-awareness and the, the ability to look at yourself and say, hey, I am responsible for my actions. What is it that you tell your kids? Your, my favorite thing that you tell your kids. I'm not telling a lot of things. My favorite one that you tell them is, you are the only person you have the power to change. You have uh, responsibility, the ability to respond. Right? There you go. You are the one who can make change in anyone. You can't make change anyone. You can only make changes in yourself. Right? You and, and lastly, of course, don't repeat the same mistake over and over again expecting different results that is the definition of insanity right that and the joker that and the joker he's an agent (laughs) of chaos get it right he's not insane he's an agent of chaos all right so uh here we go 
Here we go. All right, that's that's pretty much it for our show today. See, we still got it in under forty minutes, barely under forty minutes, but we still got it in. Nice, nice. I was a little, I was a little afraid this one was gonna go over, but hey. So make sure you guys uh, join the conversation. Follow us on Facebook at See Us First, or go to our new live website www.seeusfirst.com, or follow us on Twitter at Trades on the Road. Peace. Bye bye. And I'm out.